Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, Luke. It's the two of us today. It is. Ben is um, doing family stuff, which is very important. Um, a daughter's birthday of some kind. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, he celebrated his daughter's birthday over the last few days. So a little bit of celebration, give him a little bit of rest from watching horror movies with his uh, with his child in the room. That's uh, yeah. the least we can do. Also, psychological win for us. He was going to get ahead of us episodes-wise because obviously we took a holiday last week. Now, oh, yeah, yeah. That advantage is, is Claude. He's, he's lost it again. Are we on par now? Yeah, or... equal, I think. Pretty sure I've got a bogey or two. I mean, also the podcast appearances. <laughs> Surely, albatross. That is that a golf thing? That's the best bird you can have. Yeah, yeah. So birds, birdies are the, the good ones, and then yeah. bogeys are the bad ones. Yeah, and then obviously, if you get worse, you get better birds like eagles. Yeah, and then worse, worse, than worse nose things. Uh, Qatar. Oh, I've, I've passed that for a Qatar. What's goes that? down your goes down your respiratory tract, so it's Qatar is when it's on your throat and chest, isn't it? Oh, I didn't know that's what it's called. Uh, it's hard to spell as well. Down. Lots of lots of R's. Looks like a Klingon word. Yeah, Qatar. But we changed to a different bodily bodily fluid. In, <laughs> oh, in I've, I've sunk that for a piss. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, two down. See, that's the worst you can do. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, man, how's it been going? How's the how's your week been? Everything all right? Yeah, good. Nothing too uh, exciting after all this travel and moseying about. Just a week at home, weekend doing a few few jobs. As the weather's getting a bit nicer, a bit more outside stuff. Started to try and run again. Not quite back to normal runs after I broke myself, but like, yeah, yeah. doing all right. That's good. How about I, um, you? Up to much? Yeah, I had to expose us. A- um a small portion of my buttock to a nurse while she injected 
my buttock with um uh like hay fever reduced like a hay fever reduction oh you're getting injection. the hay fever serum yeah um, i'm getting a super soldier serum is what i like to call it i came out I of that hospital you... room like steve rogers from that little oh. metal tube thing he goes into much much taller can't get drunk anymore throw a throw a shield real good yeah yeah it's similar to that you know in many ways it's similar to that uh but i just hadn't changed in any way in my body uh but i had a bit of a bit of a limp you can painful you can sniff the, you can smell the flowers a little bit more now can you imagine can steve rogers coming out of that machine looking like a hero but then also going oh my bum that's Ooh, exactly how i came out of the office. yeah it's funny though that 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 happened to you luke i don't know if you need to ask any more questions in this one um on this one i had that hay fever serum a few years ago now i used to get hay fever terribly yeah um Did i went work? to the hospital i went to the hospital yeah much better now i take bit of antihistamine in the summertime but Kenalog. used to be Is that... used to be terrible beforehand was it kenalog was that the one that you had um i don't remember what it's called now it's been a good number of years but yeah. um this is why you might ask more a few a few more questions next time we go they, they just gave it to me in my arm <laughs> <laughs> i mean they, they did say it could do the arm but i was like no I, my bum was uh, already out so like... you didn't you didn't you didn't trust the you didn't trust the person administering they, they even... needed, needed <laughs> they around to uh... give a bigger target <laughs> <laughs> they turned around to sort out the needle and when they turned back around i was already on the table but took hanging oh, well. out ready well. yeah now <laughs> yeah um oh, yeah. i noticed she had bum needles in the thing there so i've prepared accordingly <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll tell you what the um i don't know how many how much detail i want to go into on this but the needle uh the nurse said she's given me a, a nice needle i didn't feel it at all i'm actually not too sure she gave me anything just pretended <laughs> A nice needle, yeah. <laughs> Did you know? Here's the way to test. Did anyone give you like a like a cup of tea when you're in the waiting room? Was it like a Dolly's cup of tea where it was just here you go, have this? Oh, lovely! <laughs> <laughs> like a make believe. It wasn't. Yeah. It, it wasn't even a doctor's office. It was a little doll's house <laughs> in the playground. No, I mentioned. No, no, no. no I think of it. The doctor I saw was like a stuffed hippo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, other than like getting uh, a fake injection, um, I've just been doing the usuals, really. Yeah. The moseying usuals. about. Moseying about, getting on with stuff. It's all right. Sometimes that's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, in terms of horror news, which is what Ben would normally take care of, um, sausages, the making of the dog soldier making of dog soldiers book is coming to kindle in may uh, so this is like a behind the scenes book about neil marshall's film dog soldiers which i know a lot of people say is the very very best werewolf movie um, it's got to be up there hasn't it i mean werewolves less representation than some of your horror ghoulies um but dog soldiers has got to be up there with it's got to be top five maybe yeah, I mean, American Werewolf in London, Howling, yeah. maybe. Um, what else is there? Ginger Snaps? Ginger Snaps, yeah, of course, yeah. There isn't a huge the amount, is there? The Wolfman, the original, and uh, there's a yeah. Benicio Del Toro remake, right? What's one with a... Uh, what's his name? Jack. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson as a wolf. Is that Wolf? 
I think it's just called a wolf, um, yeah. Now, would you count The Wolf of Snow Hollow as a werewolf film? I've not seen that one. Oh, but, um, you've not? Yeah. There's also one that came out a couple of weeks. Oh, The Werewolves Within, obviously. Werewolves well. Within. I really like that one. Yeah, me too. There's also one recently called Hunter Hunter something something that was apparently really, really good. Um, I need to find out what that name is. If you, if you Hunter, go searching Hunter, 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 Hunter something, something. something, see what comes up. It, yeah. Have a, have, a, have a go. Um, all right. So um, that book's out on Kindle oh, yeah. and it's Sorry, about yeah. the making of the... Yeah, so celebration of Neil Marshall's debut Soldiers vs. Werewolves movie to coincide with the 20-year anniversary. It takes a deep dive look behind the scenes at the cult classic, uh, as well as the full retrospective. You'll find interviews with the cast and crew, never before seen photographs. No one's ever seen these photographs before. Not even the people who made the book. Not even the photographer. Exactly, Which yeah. They didn't turn the light on in the dark room after they'd, <laughs> after they'd done one. They just would like, right, hang them up, gone, out the room. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, and apparently it's got a foreword by the Howling director, Joe Dante, and an afterword by American Wealth and London director, John Landis. Nice well, sandwich that's, of... That's good. And you guys did an episode on on Dog Soldiers, right? It would be a way back now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And American Werewolf in London at some point. Yeah, we definitely did that one. Maybe we'll have to go and look at some more wolf films because we've got the... Dark Universe Wolfman coming up, haven't we? With who's in that one now? Wait, Dark Universe isn't happening, is it anymore? Is it? I thought it was again. Oh, it is again. The Dark Universe on or off is uh, it's not really the Dark Universe, is it? It's just because the Invisible Man did well, then they will do some more. Okay, yeah, yeah, sort of universal monsters, but not definitely not a Dark Universe. Like, repeat the game is not on right now. What did you think to that Mummy film that came out? The new one, I've not seen it. All I know is that Tom Cruise snogs that woman to death and oh yeah, that's yeah. about it. I haven't seen it. I will watch it one day. Tell you what is good. The Mummy Demastered is a, a video game based on that film I've not seen. Uh, and that's really good. Wait, the, based on the Tom Cruise movie? Sort of. The mummy from that is the mummy from the movie. It's the the lady mummy, the bad one. Uh, okay, yeah. And it's like a like a roguelike game where uh, you'd like it actually. It's got elements of a of a Hollow Knight about it and a bit of a mm. bit of a Metroid Metroidvania. Um, so you know, you go around, you get more abilities, so you can go deeper into this mummy's lair. If you die, the soldier is like a generic soldier you're playing as. Yeah. If you die, he is killed and comes back as like a zombie with all your gear on and all your wow. resources on you. And then you go yeah. back as the next soldier and you can get that stuff if you kill the the zombie version of your, you know, oh, your former colleague. So it's like a Souls game, but yeah. they also have the weapons and stuff of the person. Yeah, it's good. Awesome. It's good. That's and good it's, like I say, it's, it's a D-Master, so it's like a... Um, it's done like a side-scrolling, like a... Mm, I'd say 8-bit, like Castlevania-type game, yeah. but it's got, like, modern features to it. Like, you probably wouldn't have actually pulled that off on an 8-bit system. Yeah, like particle effects and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, sounds good. Um, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't great, the movie. I will watch it one day. Too many good movies I've not seen. Yeah, true. Speaking of, have you seen anything good this week? Um... Not too much this week. After we spoke last week, I finished the last bit of Terror Train. 
Mm. Um, and final carriage. Oh, yeah, I watched the final carriage of it in the caboose, <laughs> and they um, and it was the person I expected to be the murderer. The train. They were disguised, not as the person I expected them to be. They they tricked me with their mastery of disguise that they're up to. And there's a magician on the film Terror Train. And I didn't realise all the way through, it's like, oh, he's a familiar magician. And there's quite a bit, quite a few extensive bits where this magician is doing these tricks to the, you know, to the students that are on board. It's yeah. like, very weird that you're dedicating, like, all this time in the movie to show the entire magic trick this person's doing. Didn't strike me until his name came in the credits. David Copperfield was the magician in that film. Uh, <laughs> wow. This is actual actual yeah. magic man, David Copperfield. Um, yeah, so I watched and enjoyed that. Have I watched anything else from related? I don't think so. I've been working through series this week. Yeah. So I have caught up with Moon Knight. I guess that's that's horror. You've got some mummies in there. Was it the last one? Um, did it have a elephant in it? <laughs> uh, no elephants. Somewhat. Well, not an elephant. Um, there was a creature that you wouldn't expect to talk yeah. that they meet at the end. Yeah, okay, so we're on the same one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that was probably one of the better episodes. That reminded me of The Mummy. It had some real horror moments. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, it did, it did have some really good horror movie like tropes in it. was directed by Justin Benson and the other guy who did The Endless. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that episode. I thought it was pretty good. I like that, it, and I think the series is coming together quite well now. Although this final kind of left in is quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, without without spoiling it, we can't yeah. say very much about it. I'm enjoying it, and I'm going to be in for the next episode. And then I'm also, I'll tell you what, I'm going to I'm going to call it, it is worth mentioning from a horror thing because it has the horrors of war. Um, I'm watching <laughs> Halo as well. Uh, I'm up to date in that, I think. Um, it's really good. Like, and I and I say that, and I'm saying that as someone who you're is, a uh, you're a Halo fan person, of the game. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do like Halo, but I think some of the criticism it's getting is from people who really like Halo. I think I like Halo just enough just to, to enjoy it because yeah. I, I I like the story, I like the action, I like I like it when I see like things from the game, but I don't need it to be exactly the same because the problem with the problem with trying to do a direct adaptation of that is that you're making a story that you want to be an interesting television program from something that was made as a game and the story and the law has developed over 20 years now so you couldn't do uh, right this is halo one and you are running through the story of that because mm -hmm. they injected that backstory and the other things that make the characters more interesting later and you can't just yeah. not get to them until season whatever mm. um but it's been really good and um there's been a couple of episodes of decent like character development still a bit of action but not all out but then in the last episode that just dropped i think it was episode five the last one i watched there was a really really good action scene and there's some brutal moments in it like yeah. in the opener of the first episode there's just these like roused about kids you know mucking out outside the town taking some having some funny cigarettes out out around the back of the bike sheds and then the first bit of action you get one of them gets their arms like melted off by like plasma guns it's crazy and nice. they don't they don't they don't hold back on it it's a good it's a good series i'm enjoying it 
Halo, uh, the first game, had maybe like one of my favorite horror moments as a kid playing in, in sort of any medium, like the introduction of the flood. Uh, because there was no, we had no idea what that, that, that was going to be in the game. That is, as, 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 we, as the game was advertised, you just thought you were going to fight normal aliens with faces, not zombie aliens. Uh, but then the, I would recommend anyone who, who's sort of interested, go and watch like a YouTube reaction of someone playing that section for the first time. Because it's, it's a really well set up horror piece. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. And the whole the whole thing in that game, that the, the the way that the score changes and the way yeah. that you have to play the game changes yeah. fundamentally from everything else you've done in that. And I remember playing the original trilogy and like after a while, I'm like oh god, not the flood. Like you actively stop and think, oh, they are the worst things to fight because it is such an an assault versus yeah. like the way yeah. they fight versus the way that and it's really smart smartly done in terms of AI, right? You go from soldiers that have an interest in keeping themselves alive and they're trying to outmaneuver you versus an enemy that will just throw bodies at you like yeah. mercilessly. It's really, really effective. Stuff. Yeah, it's yeah awesome. really, really effective yeah. stuff. I hope, and you would imagine, I'm not sure if it'll be a season one thing. I imagine if this Halo series does well to enough to continue. It definitely You'd see the, the flood, flood at some point. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, that, that's been it really for me, apart from this week's film. Yeah, I think it's been a busy one. I've, um, yeah, it's a Moon Knight, uh, which is quite fun. Uh, doing more Supernatural. We're nearly at the end now. I was going to ask how that was going. You're almost yeah. there. Uh, I think we've got like 10 more episodes left. Um, so they're trying to like wrap up and stuff. And uh, it's interesting to see them try to put that together. It's... um. It's been worth it. It's definitely been worth it. It's been way better than I was giving it credit for for a long time. It's like, I don't know, if you liked Buffy and Angel, it's that kind of vibe to some extent. Um, yeah, it's fun. And the horror moments, it does have some re- real horror moments as well. But I'll tell you what, this past week, I've been in a real comic book mood. You know, some, oh, some I... weeks, all I want to do is read comics. I think it's because if my mind's a bit busy, let's say the day today is a bit busy, Comics are very easy to just kind of escape into, and they don't take yeah. too much thought. It's all visual, like you don't have to read words or or pay attention to a moving screen. Like you can do it at your own pace. A movie moves all on its own, but a comic, you you're in control. You're control of when it's moving. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up reading um, the first two trade paperbacks of the four comics that Jason Aaron run. Okay. Um, so this is before uh, Natalie Portman comes in. Before Natalie Portman. Before that four. Uh, before that four, it's the four. Uh... So it's weird. So I mean, it's um, it's the it's the gore, the god butcher stuff, which again is quite horror. Um, there's basically um, a a guy who wants to kill all gods, and they're going around murdering. Loads of guys in force kind of inspecting, uh, investigating, and he's finding dead bodies, like ancient dead bodies. And weirdly, seeing the trailer for the recent four uh, thing has made me think they're definitely going to do something with that. Because there's there's even once there's one shot, and I'm like, that's a panel. That was like one page of of the God Butcher story. Uh, so yeah. Um, so the God the God Butcher is in. He's the villain of the new one, right? It's um, old Batman himself, right? 
Batman Christian Bale. Oh, I didn't know that. I'd not actually looked too much into what they were doing. Christian Christian Bale is um, the villain. I, yeah. like, I couldn't tell you for sure if he is the God Butcher, but I know he is a he is the villain of the piece. The only thing I'd say, so reading these trade paperbacks, I can see a lot of what they've taken from these comics to make the four movies. Like even some of my favorite bits from Ragnarok were taken from some of these comics. And I just thought it was Taika Waititi's input. The only thing that's missing is the irreverent humor that that's, is completely it. Yeah. That's very him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I quite, in a way, I actually kind of really like it without the irreverent humor. Like it's very, it's not serious, but it's, um, it feels very mythic. It feels very, um, yeah, like it feels like you're reading about a real pantheon, like a real uh, story of Viking gods and stuff. Um, oh, I might have to, the, might the, god have to look at... the god butcher storyline is premium comics it's like one, of the, best, look at one that. of the better things i've read i have to look into that and grab those i don't think i haven't certainly haven't read them in the past thinking of your seeing the influence on thor ragnarok have you read um have you read planet hulk uh e- no i saw the animated film the, years um, ago there's a, there's a few slightly different choices in the animated film because things they didn't have license for uh, that they couldn't use. It's worth reading the book, and there's bits that you that you skim over. It's a um, you you lose some of the quieter moments, and you lose some of the other things that yeah. happen in the book. I like it. It's a good series. I know people's mileage with Marvel event books uh, will vary, but I really liked it. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm enjoying uh, reading comics. Um, I've been reading some of the, the recent Venom comics. Uh, the Randy oh, the Donny Cates ones. No, oh, the, no, the, new, the new one after that. Oh, it's okay. quite good. It's got quite a Terminator vibe to it, which is quite interesting. Very nineties in a weird way. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else I've been doing. Um, playing more Elden Ring, which is is full of horror. Uh, you really need to give it a, a proper go. I, think. I know. It's, it's I need fantastic. to have like some time to sit down. I've still not had time to. I had a few minutes to indulge in the horror of. I was at the very end of Crash Bandicoot about time. Yeah. And it's just at the point now where like the levels are just disgustingly like they're built on purpose to frustrate you. Uh, and I just needed yeah. to. And I finished it now. So now I will maybe having dealt with that frustration, I will then go and um, yeah. give Elden Ring another shot. Yeah, it's good, man. I felt like uh, those that last Sonic game was trying to troll me. It was purposely being difficult. Sonic Mania? Yeah. Is that the... It's the 2D one, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was really, really good. But some of the levels, like, it it purposely made you speed up for certain bits, and then it knew then you were going like to jump over one bit there, and then the wall bounced you right into some spikes. Yeah, it felt like they were, like, really I trying, trying to get you. Up. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how I felt with the end of Crash Bandicoot. But um, I'm excited. Completely off topic. Maybe the horror, the, tr- the horrors of that drowning music. But I'm excited for oh, yeah. just in time for my birthday. That Sonic, um, that Sonic collection is coming out. Yeah, yeah. Very cheeky little remastered original trilogy. Yum yeah. yum yum. Cool. Um... Yeah. Other than that, the Lighthouse, a film you've been looking forward to for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been it recommended it many, many, many times. Um, I think people know that I like kind of slightly weird stuff, and they're like, "Well, the lighthouse is what you want to watch." 
Um, and I've been very excited to watch it. And after seeing The Northman last week, have you seen The Northman yet? I haven't been yet, no. For me, he's Robert Eggers is free for free, like three incredible movies. Uh, the Northman. The Eggman himself. So good. The Eggman himself, yeah. So The Lighthouse is um, a 2019 film directed by Robert Eggers. He, it's about two lighthouse keepers who try to maintain their sanity while living on a remote and mysterious New England island in the 1890s. Why'd you spill your beans, Tommy? Why'd you spill your beans? Tom? Why'd you spill your beans, Tom? Why'd you spill your beans? I'm tired of your damn fool yarns. And Captain Ahab horse. You sound like a goddamn parody. You think you're so goddamn high and mighty just because you're a goddamn lighthouse keeper? I want a goddamn steak! I... You don't like me cooking? Oh, don't be such an old bitch! You're fond of me lobster, ain't you? You're fond of me lobster. Say it. Say it. I don't have to say nothing. Daddy! All right, have it your way. I like to cook it. It's been reviewed very favorably. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 90%. Critic score, the user score is 72%. So a bit lower. They're not as they're not as happy about the art house stuff. IMDb nice. is seven point four out of ten. Letterbox is high, four point one out of five. That's pretty good for Letterbox. However, Fwog said this movie must be the movie that en- that can enter the list of movies I don't like. Half a star. Fwog obviously is a like a caveman Neanderthal. Yeah, and he's given <laughs> a real a real straight down the line down the barrel. This movie must enter the list of movies that I do not like. Yeah, I mean, fair. He's not been disrespectful, I guess. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's really just state said how it is. Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, Harry Neff put uh, not a cell phone in sight, just guys being dudes, and um, no no rating on that, but uh, spot on, really. Yeah, exactly how life is. Sometimes you'd have a yeah. Before we all had mobile phones, anti-social media—that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, who knows? You'd have a Little little sing song with you, mate. You might might look like you're gonna give them a kiss, but then punch each other in. Drink some turps. Yeah, drink some, dr- drink yeah. some turps. Um, yeah. To be fair, Luke, I, I think I'd been reliably informed listening back to last week's episode. I'd understood that the film was mostly about wanking and beans. Those things both feature, not actual beans, metaphorical beans. Did you like so you knew it, you knew it had wanking in it, you knew it had beams in it. Did you yeah. have any idea of what kind of film this was going to be? I I didn't remember looking back as I was reading the notes. I now recall when it first came out that it's based on an unfinished HP Lovecraft story, right? Uh... And, I, and I know that disappeared. So apparently, this is what I was reading anyway on reliable internet source wikipedia.org. Um, so I understand that it was an H.P. Lovecraft story which he died having not finished 
and Robert Eggerson team were putting it together, but they dropped a lot in the production of the movie. A lot of the Lovecraft stuff kind of fell away and it became mm. more of an examination of the characters rather than, I guess, if it had been an, like H.P. Lovecraft is not alive to ask. And if he was, he probably would have said something racist, um, given given what we learn about him these days. But yeah. the um, I, I guess if it had been his original story and it was finished, it, it would have been a big old ghouly monster more, you know, that was undescribable, unnamable perhaps at the end. I mean, it could have it could have gone that way. Um, yeah, I still feel like it's got very Lovecraftian. I mean, vibes. I wouldn't even know. I'm not just saying tentacles, uh, but the, the fishiness, the kind of um, higher existence of some kind of higher thing that turns people mad, that makes people mad, right? And then, yeah, yeah there's a lot of things that kind of made me reminisce about other storytellers. You know, that seagull has real Black Phillip energy as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is, I mean, it's, I mean, is it what I kind of expected? I don't know. Um, what I will say is the visuals, oh, that's it. So the, I think you go into this kind of film, like the witch is very slow, like very, it's paced, um, mm. almost like it was filmed by, uh, edited by people of the, of the 1890s. This film, I went to this thinking it's going to be the same kind of thing. The pacing in this film, it, doesn't feel slow or, or uh, metered in that same way. It feels quite breezy, you know. Even though it's quite like heavy, and it's just a lot of talking and a lot of um, there's a lot of like uh, I don't know what you call this technique. Someone would scream like a maniac, and they're all like just about to scream, and it would cut to the next day, and they're suddenly quiet and they're in the rain or something. Yeah, quite often it did like a sort. It's like it's like in the um on social media be the perfectly cut screams yeah there's quite there's quite a lot where something happens and you just ah! and then it'll just stop like the bit where he's emptying the chamber pots yeah. and there's a strong wind and he goes to tip them out and they blow back in his face and he's just got a <laughs> face full of shit he just like it ah! and then it just cuts <laughs> yeah um, um yeah i i found that you say about the pacing on this one i found it almost it has a little tiny ramp up at the very beginning where it's like you're a um, popular tourist attraction, Alton Towers. You're riding on the Nemesis and you've got that little yeah. ride up to the top at the beginning. Yeah. But then literally after that first, after that first turn, I would say probably from the point he bashes the seagull well, onwards to the end, it, yeah. it just, when the wind changes, it goes from a, oh, he doesn't really get on with his boss at work. It's going to be maybe like a the slow burn leading to the insanity of The Shining, yeah. something like that, to literally the wind changes and then everything is hell for leather then until the end. Yeah. Like um, Robert Patterson, I mean, I know, I don't know how you, anyone could say anything bad against him as an actor the, still in 2022. Like he put so much into this performance and it's so like... Um, I don't know. Uh, authentic, like when he's going, when he's like Robert Eggers on set, it's like yeah, just kind of act mental. He goes all right, and he completely acts mental. There's no like doubt in his mind as an actor, like it's complete commitment to to the part. Yeah, and he goes so hard in this. He's the king of uh, the Eggers and team that wrote it have got an idea in the script here as well. But yeah. this guy will spin a metaphor and go on to a rant. Yeah. 
yeah with the with the best of them um uh, yeah such a performance but i think with with pattinson like again maybe maybe like the film going community needs to accept that sometimes people know what they're doing with with, with casting and when it comes to casting these things you don't need to go insane every time a, a batman that you haven't imagined has been cast because if you think back like Bear in mind the commitment that was required at the time when Michael Keaton was announced as Batman. People sent letters to the studio, physical letters. Yeah, I did. As saying, "Oh, this guy's a <laughs> as a as a baby, <laughs> just a little handprint." Yeah, uh, yeah, like physical letters because this comedy actor had been had been cast as as Batman, and I'm pretty sure to a degree when they cast like Heath Ledger as the yeah. As the Joker, which nowadays a lot of film going fans will wank over harder than a little sculpture of a mermaid when you suck in a lighthouse. Um, but you know when 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 <laughs> when he was announced as as that character as as playing the Joker, a lot of people were like, "Oh, that guy yeah. from that that gay cowboy movie." I don't like that at all. Fools. Um, oh, but Rob yeah. Pattinson the same. Like you do this. I think his reputation was tarnished by having done the Twilight movies for so long that people who've probably not even seen the Twilight movies that think Constantly they're not for me can't see past that he did that job. Oh, does he glitter in this one? Like, it's constantly, like, such an easy comment to make. And it's nonsense. I mean, I'm sure I got paid, paid a nice bit of money for that movie, those movies, and was able to build a long career. And if he didn't do those movies... Like you probably wouldn't have him in this film, absolutely tearing it up, absolutely ripping it up. But like to be fair, like think about almost everyone from those movies. Like th- those yeah. those things are star-studded. Even the people that aren't the big the big names that have gone on to, well, they have gone on to other things. But there is there's such a huge like number of incredibly famous people now early in their careers that are in those movies. Yeah. I mean, we can't um, just, I mean, Willem Dafoe is kind of, the thing is, Willem Dafoe is, I know he's amazing in this film, and there's things he does in this film, I'm like, wow, that's again, that's like commitment to the to the part. But I mean, we kind of expect Willem Dafoe to be a, a fantastic actor, uh, but there's, there's business where he's kind of doing like a 10 minute long speech. Yeah. This is him. this is like, basically like a, like a, almost like a Shakespeare role in yeah. And that he that he pulls up here. It's very like uh like theatrical stage lead almost, you know, really banging yeah. out those soliloquies and the big long monologues where he tells the stories. Um really, really like like you can imagine like there isn't a set, like the the set and everything else falls away, and it's just a guy like delivering the shit out of these lines. Yeah. Um <sighs> I, if I was on set, I would be a little bit scared. I would say if I saw yeah. those two going at it, I'd be, have to check in afterwards to make sure they're all right. Whoa, hang on, guys. Stop the cameras. Are you two okay? Yeah, the smell those right? bottles. Is it really, is it really terps? Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a like the visual aesthetic, the black and white, but it's not just black and white, it's it looks like a like daguerreotype or whatever old like those old-fashioned uh photography technologies they used to use yeah it's got like the the nostrati super high contrast feel to it right like the that guy with blonde hair is like so blonde 
Like his hair's yeah. like like it's been like tipexed on or something. Yeah, the cut and then the darks as well. Like if you're behind behind either of her heads, actually, like look at the look yeah. at the shadow on Willem Dafoe's face on that yeah. that line there. Look at them wrinkles. Yeah. He's got a torch under him, like he might be saying, I'm the leprechaun, like uh, like Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I think I mean it's only it's pretty much just those two guys. There are other actors in there, like the the platinum blonde guy. Uh, but he's more of like a a vision, and a there's vision. also a mermaid. A mermaid that you know, depending on your mileage, is another vision or is um, actual mermaid sent to get him. And then the other characters, really, there's the seagull. Oh, and yeah, then, is a real do you character. consider? Yeah, do you consider the seagull a character? And then is Willem Dafoe another character when he's dressed as Triton, Little Mermaid's dad? Yeah. It's just him in a disguise. Yeah. But I mean, um, it's only, it's like a, it's got like a theatre vibe, isn't it? It's just those two guys hamming it up in the best way. Um, I mean, how does, how would you, how do you start? How do you, how do start? you mean, so, so, like, yeah. I mean, it starts, it's the, it's the entirety of the course of, um, of Robert Pattinson's character arriving to start his job at the lighthouse right he's there's a vacancy for a lighthouse keeper a to wiki. work with yeah wiki to work with the to work with him before was like the chief lighthouse keeper and it's about him just learning his before place and his yeah four yeah. weeks little little rotation up there and it's about him being given his duties and Willem Dafoe starts with a little toast and at the time Rob Pattinson's character doesn't really come out of himself. He's very quiet. He um, tries to join in the toast a little bit, and then he has a little sip of the water, and it's skanky because he has to. What one of his duties is going to be to make sure the pump stays clear so they can get good, good water. Yeah. Um, and he will do anything, and we cover this earlier. He'll do anything but show him the light because that's his duty to attend. Yeah, even though in the manual it says you're supposed to rotate. Um, shifts for the for the light, uh, but yeah, uh, we get the vibe that uh, Thomas Wake, who's Willem Dafoe's character, um, is overly protective about the light. Like the light belongs to him. Um, also, like there's like a constant uh, foghorn sound. This sounds like a really amazing synth. Like it doesn't yeah. sound like a real foghorn. Yeah, I'm not sure awesome. I could recreate that sound, but it's really like oppressive and like almost constant. It's one of those sounds that you get so used to hearing that you you notice when it is gone. Yeah. Briefly, yeah. like and it, and it's in the movie for most of the running time. So I could have took this dog in who, having got up to get a drink, now is gonna just casually scratch the sofa next to me until he's tucked back in. That's a good throw, he's covered back over. <laughs> but um yeah. They really the sound, the sound you could mention it all the time because sometimes there's really like again a lot like the camera work some old time really like orchestral theatrical things it feels like um like old time radio plays almost with the way the music is used yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah um before for me i've got to say did you pick up any so Rob, Rob Patterson's got like a moustache. Um, did you pick up any kind of 
Nigel Thornberry vibes from him. Like there were times I was like, he would make a fantastic Nigel Thornberry. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't thought of it, but now you've mentioned it. That's I'm going to start petitioning. Bring back yeah. Wild Thornberrys. Get him in. I think it's about the tash and the teeth, that, that combination. He's also he's got quite a, a sort of he's got like a Roman nose, hasn't he? Like quite a triangular uh, nose. Yeah, yeah. Um, his accent. What is his accent? I was like picking up like Boston. Yeah, I felt like a Boston. I don't know American accents that well, so maybe completely off there. But like it's kind of like a, a Boston. There's one like, bit where he shouts far really loud. Fart. The farts. Farts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The rancid fat nose, not Australian. Come on, like, but it's um, Spain. Yeah, <laughs> the rancid farts. <laughs> <laughs> the farts are too much. <laughs> I'd love to yeah, see this hate. film where they both speak Australian. Yeah, just a remake. It's just a different <laughs> lighthouse in Australia this time. Yeah. Um, nicer weather, I'd imagine. Um, but yeah, so that's where we go. Like, this is the ramp up that I was talking about. The the early section, really, it's just Rob Pattinson doing his jobs. Yeah. Um, and he, it's only it's it's only before it makes the turn even that he even that 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 Thomas even asks his name beforehand. He's just doing yeah. the jobs. The seagull is tormenting him, and he gets told off by um, by Tom Wake quite often. He's like. Are oh, you doing a shit job? There's a bit early on where it's like, you haven't you haven't cleaned this, you haven't cleaned these floors. He said, I did clean them really well. He goes, Bollocks, mate. Don't you tell me you've cleaned these. Yeah. You'll clean them 50 times. If I tell you to clean them 50 times and then take the house apart and then suck the nails clean and then put the house back together again, that speech you'll goes do it. And you'll ages. think that's really yeah, and he really tells him off. And then uh Robert Patterson says, sure, whatever. So yeah, no, he says yes, sir, and he goes, "No, not yes." He's I really so you have to say, "I not yeah, it's yes, like a, it's like a ship captain." Um, to speak nautical. There's a bit after that. Uh, he he tries to shoo off to see the one-eyed seagull, and uh, um, Willem Dafoe's seen him do this, and he says, "Don't don't fight with the birds or something." And then Robert Pattinson like says he kind of uh, waves it off, and then I fight him for one. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Willem Dafoe slaps him around the face really hard, really, really suddenly. Just don't fucking fight with that bird. It's bad luck to kill a seagull. Yeah, I mean that seagull is asking for it though, because like he even goes and wakes him up at the night, isn't isn't he? So like he, that after that night where he, where he stands in his way when he's got the wheelbarrow and won't move. Yeah. Then he comes and pecks at the window to wake him up. This seabird's a real son of a bitch. Yeah, that seabird has got one eye. Interesting because there's something else of one eye later on, uh, unless it's a hint to some sort of phallic. Are we talking about penises again? The lighthouse is phallic, there's yeah. a lot of masturbation, there's a one eyed bird. It's a one eyed bird, someone else is not, it's just the one eye at the end. Someone else says, Yeah, there's lots of one eyed things about it. I'm sure there's yeah. lots more metaphors to be pulled from this that I've not read enough essays on to have pulled out myself yet, but. On the night that the um, on the night that the the bird wakes him up, he has a little nip up to the um, top to see what um, yeah what what Thomas is doing in the light, and we don't see exactly what he's doing this time. Later on, we get more of a a hint, and it's all quite it gets more explicit and spooky. But right now, 
He's it just appears that he's yeah, he's sitting shirtless on the floor. Yeah. Just watching the light. Isn't it weird because like I'm pretty sure I've seen a lighthouse light before and it wasn't that impressive. I mean, maybe it was like a big friend one. It wasn't like this one. This one's like like a spinny one. I don't even know. Does it need to do that? Surely it just needs to point out to see. To, to the rocks. I guess to catch your attention like an indicator light. Just has to... Yeah, but you could you could make it blink, put a bit of piece of paper in it off, on and off or something. And that'd be something for the lighthouse keeper to do, wouldn't it? Just blink it on and off. But this one, like a lot of what their job is, is to keep it spinning, right? Ah, uh, maybe because though, are they on? Because they're on like a little remote island, aren't they? A little spit of land. That's right. Maybe so technically the ships could go. The ships could be coming all yeah, around. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, all right. Let them off. But also, you, you say that he's you've seen a lighthouse light and it's not impressed. That's because we live in the modern era, Luke. You know, all the world's information in the palm of your hand, more yeah, series and books and comics to read. In the days of the, the, the lighthouse was set, this is the era where thousands of people t- would turn up, you know, and would travel a long distance to watch the train go by or something like that. Highlight of their lives. I guess it would be pretty spectacular to see a giant light that, that revolves. That revolves. That invites you inside. Yeah. Yeah. That may or may not have metaphorical spooky tentacles in it. Yeah. But it's not a completely wasted trip because he sees um he sees Willem Dafoe kind of spaced out up there. Um, but he finds a little uh little carving of a of a mermaid while he's about, while he's amongst it. Scrimshaw. And thinks, which uh, is I have to look at. Is that a scrimshaw? What is a scrimshaw? Educate me. It's like, well, it's like a carving made on bone, used usually made like a whale, on whale bones instead and gristle. Okay. Um, and when Robert Patterson finds this and he goes, "Yeah, bone," you say that gives me an idea. <laughs> yeah, I've got a boner for you. Um, he tries to you carve bone. some. Yeah, he starts <laughs> carving something else out on the, on a bone. Um, I mean, it's weird, like how how often we see him furiously masturbating. So. I feel like it's well, later on, <laughs> later on, he gets kind of corrupted because he's really trying to finish, but he keeps. He obviously has watched a bit of anime in his downtime, and now he's all confused. He's trying to. He's trying to yeah. sort himself out over the um, over the mermaid carving again, uh, and later on, he can't manage because he's having horrible visions of tentacles. Yeah, uh, and mermaid vaginas and yeah, all sorts of stuff. And the, and the blonde hair of the guy, who we find out. What, what's from. happened? What's happened there is he spent so much time. I mean, there's no internet for him these days, but he's found his modern day, his contemporary equivalent in those days of yore. Yeah. What he's done is he spent so much time wanking his days away on his own that he's become really niche, and now yeah. it's like, oh no, it has to be this certain thing. It has to be right. Imagine everything. Right. Think of the scrimshaw. Think of. Yeah. Having sex with that mermaid. I thought, oh no, tentacles, Willem Dafoe, what's happening? Yeah. Hey. He's he's My kind mind. of having it off to the porn website in his mind. And then the tentacles and the blonde haired guy like the pop-ups. Ah, oh, spoiling it. Just at the wrong <laughs> wrong minute. <laughs> yeah. The pop-ups. Yeah, they're the pop-ups that ruined it. Yeah. I mean, as we're on there, what would the what would the porn parody of the lighthouse be? Uh so no, what do you mean the name? Yeah, what would you call a porn parody of the lighthouse? 
the light arse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's that's the winner. If anyone else has got any ideas, write in. I think there must be a better one than the light arse. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what accent you say it in. Like if you do it in his Boston accent. Yeah. Fart. Fart. I, I can't really... What's the do it again? The farts. Fart. The farts. It's farts. like it's, it's like it's the A, isn't it? So it's the care and pack, pack the care. Farts. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. <laughs> like, ass. Okay, yeah. Um, we'll pick some more. Maybe in the name game we'll have, have a yeah, couple. We've got some time to think of a few. Yeah. Um, but that, that, that terrible wanking disaster he has doesn't come just yet. First yeah. things first. He has a, He's still, a good wank. Initially, yeah, he has a good one. Everything is oh, <laughs> I tell you what, as long as I can do that, I will stay sane for this entire this entire trying work environment. It's a hostile yeah. work environment, works real hard. You've got to do arbitrary olden days dog jobs like turn a handle and, and shovel coal, yeah, move more dogs the into ladders. the furnace, yeah, all the ladders, yeah. Um, trying to work. What kind of else happens around here? So they 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 do start to make a little bit of headway. Um, Bunto asks him asks him his name, and his name is Ephra. Yeah, Winslow. <clears throat> Ephra Winslow. So oh, Ephra Winslow is my name. He goes, all right, that's great. And they start to get a little bit closer. Is this where they have their first? They have they have a little sing song, maybe do some shanties. I don't think he drinks for a little while, does he? I don't because I think he drinks on the day, on the night before he thinks he's going to be picked up by the. Yeah, ship. that's it. Yeah, he has a drink. He has a drink a little bit later when he's having a final tasting. But yeah, he's not. He's not drinking, but he tells him the story of that. You know why he came. He's like, yeah, used to be a used to be a woodsman. Uh, you know, I'd like to find a different way of life. I've moved from one job to the other. I've had loads of jobs that I didn't much care for, but this yeah. is a job where I could get my head down, save my wages, and then 
I could work the land and have a and have the life that I want. So he's he's yeah. there to save his money. Um, but the next day he is out and about. He goes to have a lovely glass of water, and it's all it's all bad. Yeah, so he goes out, yeah. and there's a there's a there's a seagull that's injured that's dying in the water that's all bloody. Uh, it's not the one-eyed seagull. That one comes over and starts giving him grief again. It does like an immediate shit as soon as it lands on the on the thing. Yeah, I, I spotted it. I was like, I saw that. He's like, I can get in Great there. Great acting there. I wonder if they put that in with CGI. Yeah, maliciously, like obnoxious yeah. shitting. As soon yeah. as he sits on the water, I think your water's bad now because it's full of blood. Do have some of that. <laughs> and that and that and that's the last straw. Um, it's quite a violent scene, this, isn't it? Uh, again, Robert Pattinson going all out uh, with his frustrations. He has a bit of motivation. Robert Eggers said it. He, remember them Twilight movies? Ah, you prick. Ah. And oh, then, you're uh, going to glitter in this. I like for every <laughs> for every bad take you do of this one, I'm going to add one percent glitter. Yeah. In in the After Effects, to you. Yeah. So Robert Pattinson like did it in one take. Such was his hate of glitter and glittery. Uh, bits on his face. He absolutely annihilates this poor seagull. I mean, to me, it looks like a real seagull. I don't know yeah. how they. I mean, it must have just been a fake one, I guess. Yeah, it must have either CG'd or just like a model seagull that you could. You think, like, yeah, the guy isn't. He's not Ben's mate, Jared Leto, method yeah. actor extraordinary. <laughs> he killed hundreds of seagulls. Yeah. Um. Robert Pattinson just like yeah in the film he grabs the seagull he managed the seagull's pecking at him he grabs manages to catch it by the head seagull doesn't uh, doesn't fight smart gets within his reach he gets covered and then it's basically for those who haven't seen the film and spoilers by the way um, it's like that bit at the end of the Avengers when the Hulk grabs Loki and just thrashes him around yeah pretty much exactly like that um, I mean this. I can't remember where he does the end of it. Maybe he screams and it does one of those cuts to the next bit. Uh, but at this point, the there's the schedule to be picked up again tomorrow for the, the change around. Um, but like it's absolutely hounding it down with rain. The wind's changed. Yeah, we see the weather vane go from it goes to it goes from like lovely south. Yeah. To angry to, north. To north, which is not, it's not end for nice no. weather, not yeah. at all. It's not, it's yeah. end for not nice. But um, also, I think they had some, they've had some lobster by this point. Maybe they have some lobster uh, at this point this evening. But because it's the last night, at this point, by the way, I don't think Winslow's drank any water. Every time he's going to drink some water, like it's been fucked up for some reason. Yeah. Would, he put some like white powder in there to try and clean it out. I don't know what that was. Soap it's like the sawdust, like when someone's sick at school and you're going to put the sawdust out, yeah, to, to dry it up. It's a bit of that just to dry up the uh, bit of fluoride in there. I don't know. Uh, so he drinks this night and then they get absolutely hammered. Uh, I think they do, and they have they have some lovely sing songs, they have a good time. This is them celebrating because the inspectors come in and he's going to get picked up the next day. And he's and he's heading home to the the end of his the end of his shift. Yeah. Um, um, 
but the winds changed sadly, and now there is a now there's a storm coming, and the the ferry is cancelled, so it's not coming to it's not coming to to pick him up. And is is this? It's shortly hereafter where he sees the mermaid. We might he might have seen a glimpse of what he thinks is the mermaid in the sea earlier on, but this is when he. Yeah, I think so. And he goes to he like goes to help her up or something, but then she like howls in his face. Yeah, he sort of looks at the he looks at the face first and she's got all seaweed on her face, so he pushes it off. Yeah. And then he lingers a little bit too long on her boobs, he's giving them a little like I'm just checking for your heartbeat, but he's giving yeah. them a bit of a groping. <laughs> and we don't see the we don't see uh mermaid crotch at this point but don't worry mermaid crotch pervs listening along you'll get a chance uh it's not yeah. it's not that but he has a good look but then she wakes up and absolutely howls at him who could blame her stranger danger she shouts yeah and he like uh he doesn't really didn't say anything to uh thomas he just kind of runs away sheepishly puts his head down nothing's nothing yeah. weird's going on <laughs> gets his head down sprints he's like oh What's going to be more embarrassing if I tell Thomas that I saw a mermaid or that I got absolutely busted yeah. feeling her up because, of, you know, yeah, he's um, he's all he's all at an odds with it. So he just doesn't say anything and gets on. Do we feel like, um, so basically after he killed that uh, seagull, he's kind of cursed them. Thomas also said something along the lines of, Seagulls are spirits of dead sailors, or something. Yeah, yeah. So the seagull is the spirits of dead sailors that have been lost at, at sea, right? It's their back. Yeah, it makes complete sense. So I think maybe he's cursed them. Yeah, because it's, from it's literally it really as the stuff. as the seagull is killed that the wind changes. Yeah. Um, another bit of bad news: all the rations get wet or soiled. Although there's actually another weird bit, and it does this kind of thing a couple of times. Um, Winslow, Ethan Winslow says something like, the the Mercy, I think the ship's called the Mercy, that's supposed to pick them up. He's like, he's supposed to be here yesterday. And then Thomas says something along the lines of, what do you mean? It's been like two weeks since it was supposed to pick you up. How long do you think you've been here? Like, um, there's a couple of bits like that where something happens and then Thomas will say something like, oh, why did you smash up that boat like that? Yeah, like if- that's a So it's either... It, I guess there's interpretations of it here. Either, um, you know, either good old um, Tommy... Oh, Wait, uh, yeah, Tommy... Um, Wake. Thomas Wake, yeah. Yeah, Thomas Wake. <laughs> because don't say Wake, because it's not Alan Wake. It's, yeah, uh, yeah Thomas Wake... Um, either he is, and I think they even suggest the film, like even either he is also imaginary, um, yeah. or lots of things are, halluc- are hallucinations to him, like the the loss of time, the mermaid, the things that are going on with him, or Thomas Wake is the best gaslighter since since midsummer. I think, I think the best gaslighter. I mean, we've heard his farts. We know yeah. he's full of gas. He knows what yeah. to do with it. He's got to light it. Yeah, he's, he's lighting all that gas. And he goes, Maybe it was me that smashed up the boat, going mad. Um, yeah. But yeah, he um, kind of has a go. At, you know, 
he's come back and he's yeah, said this about the, the time and you've still got to do the work until it's there. But yeah, the rations have got wet. The rations there that they got wet, no no tinnies of the beans and stuff. It was obviously yeah. all instant mashed potato, I guess. Or smash. I mean, do you have, what rations do you have in your house? Have your rations ever got wet? Um, no, my rations haven't. And I, I think a lot of the rations keep them in a we cool, have. Dry cupboard. That's the, yeah, keep that's them in a cool, dry say. cupboard. Yeah. Your tinnies to soup aren't going to go bad. Yeah. If they get a bit wet, labels might soak off, bit of potluck, but they're all right. I always thought, like in a post apocalyptic world, like a tin of ravioli or something would that last forever. But it's not the case. Like some tins will hold true for many, 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 many years, but some of them won't, and they'll be kind of all rotten inside. Uh, so you've got to be careful. You've got to make sure you cheat. Cool, dry place. Cool, dry cupboard, not in a damp outside where they where the water's going to get them and send them bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they dig up some rations, uh, like a little store of a think think it. We're supposed to think it's food, but it's actually just several bottles of rum or something. Just big old bottles of gin, tons of the stuff. Yeah. Um, And I I guess that's where their problems begin, right? Because they just... The gin. Yeah. (laughs) Just start hammering the... They just start hammering the gins. And we have several scenes of them just sitting on the floor, absolutely bellowing, doing some of the shouting game. um, Sometimes they're drinking gin and... They're not even, when you smoke, you're supposed to inhale the smoke. That's how it gets inside your body. They're doing the drinking without the inhaling bit. Like they just put it in their mouth, spitting it out ah. on the floor. Yeah. Um, this mean, is also like, where they have a, I think this is some of their conversations. I was about to say drinking them like Stone Cold Steve Austin, but they have a, um, yeah. they, they have like a Stone Cold Steve Austin off. They're, they're there sitting there. They've been drinking about, they've been drinking their gin reminiscing about the fact the boat hasn't come and then Willem Dafoe says to um to Rob Pattinson what was your favorite era of the wrestling that you think Stone Cold Steve Austin doesn't they take it in turns to go what 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 and they just oh, shout yeah. what at each other um and then why do they do that I can't remember that's a good moment <laughs> they just yeah they're just shouting what at each other excessively and then um Rob Pattinson becomes an unnecessarily Winslow becomes an unnecessarily mean drunk and goes, oh, like, it's one of those things, isn't it? You know, when someone just, like, out of the blue picks on something. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and your food's dead shit. You're such a bad cook. And Willem Dafoe's like, you're fond of me lobster, though, aren't you? I knew you were fond of me lobster. Like, genuinely offends him that yeah. he's, not, he's not a fan of the lobster. This, this is what uh, sends Thomas over the edge. And he does that, like, 20-minute... I'm gonna. It's like a 20 minute long monologue of him cursing Robert Pattinson out, but it is amazing. Like the descriptions he uses to kind of describe this Promethean hell that's gonna come. It's gonna come in, and then he summons Triton to come out of the water with his crown of cockle shells, and he'll pump him full of seawater until he fucking bursts. Like the description (laughs) is amazing. Like it's so good, and it, it. and it's like it's um it's played to perfection by Willem Dafoe. Like he completely never misses the beat. He's like he's always angry or like always like on point as he's saying. It's so good. It's like Shakespearean, like you said. Yeah. Um, it's such it's such a well delivered 
like um curse that he like kind of places on him because he doesn't like his cooking yeah. and he's still uh, and again they kind of simmer down a bit and they you know there's a bit where they've they they've have a moment of calm and he still won't show him the light so this is when um in i guess it's in the day because he runs the he runs the night shift to to run the light so it must be in the uh, part of the day he goes into his room but then defoe is snoring away and he's pocketed a knife earlier on and oh, yeah. yeah he kind of contemplates stabbing him to get the keys but he gets a bit like Rob, he should learn old winds though. Yeah. Much like when he was touching up the mermaid he thought was unconscious. He's about to st- steal the keys from um, from Thomas Wake and he wakes up. He goes, Yeah. Funny way to wear your shoes. Yeah, uh, Is he not wearing his shoes at that moment or something? Tiptoeing in, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, it's a funny yeah. way to wear your shoes. And he goes, um, well, we're going to say someone. I'm going to stab you. I'm going to stab you. Um, I was just making sure that no one was going to wake you up. Weirdly, Thomas Wake doesn't he that bother. He rolls over and just lets out a giant fart. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> does, that's what pushes him over the edge. Is this film like the, the gassiest film ever made, do you think? Like it's yeah, gassy so. with loose abandon. Loose buttocks abandoned. Yeah. It's goes all out. The sphincters in, in this film could not be looser. They're just dropping out. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so yeah, right. He turns around and does some fats. Um, <laughs> and this is when we see more just um, Winslow absolutely losing it. He's like bobbling his head around and just going mad while he's like doing his duties this is when he is like fetching the lobster pots over the edge and he has like a montage of trying to wank over the over the yeah. scrimshaw having nightmares about tentacles i think he either imagines or does go up to the loft again the previous night and he looks like there's stuff dripping down from the ceiling. He uh, Willem Dafoe always locks the trap door to the top, and for good reason, safety reasons that we learn later. He sees, um, he sees a tentacle, right? Is that? Yeah, he, he sees he sees a tentacle. He sees an ooze dropping down, uh, and this is like what begins a uh, like a montage. I mean, we've skipped over it entirely. His duties have been really harsh. Like um, Wick has had him painting the light and dropped him over the side already, and oh, yeah, all sorts. Yeah, yeah that's funny. That was probably the first gasp yeah. of the movie I had when he was like, That's fine, is it? You're gonna drop, you know, when like in real life, when you see someone's gonna have an accident, you're, like, yeah. you're gonna drop that, you're gonna, you're gonna hurt yourself. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, it's fine. And he's, he stops squirming, immediately blames him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's, I think in the lobster part, he finds the head. Yes, he pulls up the lobster. Right, and he finds up the, the previous lighthouse keeper who Wake has told him earlier um, went mad and died. Yeah. So and he has one is... eye as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this is the... Um, I mean, the, we'll get to it. I guess we'll have to have like our theories of what we think happened in this film. Um, but he goes to tell... They get super drunk 
Uh, I think they even nearly kiss at one point that night. Yeah, which this is, is weird. When, yeah, it's it's crazy because <laughs> they've they've done like really big sea shanties that they were like doing shouting songs. Yeah, and then um, Willem Dafoe is like hugging him and having a slow dance and singing him "Love Me Tender" or something. Yeah, um, and then you're right; they almost have a kiss. But then do the typical, yeah, they literally like, (laughs) he does it and then literally goes back and he puts his fists up and like lamps him. Yeah. And then they're all, then they're like lying together on the floor. uh, And then he tells him, said, oh, my name isn't really um, Ephra, Ephra Winslow. To make things confusing, my name is also Tom. My name's Tom Howard. But Bingy is constantly saying, don't, don't spill your beans. Don't tell me. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't spill the beans. You gotta you gotta tell me as well. I'm gonna. Um, and he yeah. didn't kill uh, the platinum blonde bombshell, the real um, yeah. the real Ephra Winslow. But basically, much like um, much like Wake's, much like Tom Wake, he was his boss. He was always getting on at him for not doing his work hard enough. And then when there were logs, they saw basically a load of logs rolling down towards them very dangerously. He could have done something to like save him. He could have like taken an action that would have saved him, but he just did nothing and let him get smashed by the logs to death. Yeah. And then took his identity knowing that this guy had prospects and an actual life. So he could pretend to be him. Then it takes another turn for the weird. So after telling him that story, like it cuts a little bit later in that night where uh, Thomas has disappeared. I think he's in the lighthouse again. And we just hear his voice. Like the camera, it's like a, a steady cam moving through the lighthouse very creepily. And we just hear Willem Dafoe's voice saying, you shouldn't have spilled your beans <laughs> over and over <laughs> yeah, you again. You shouldn't have spilled your beans. And you get... And- this where it slips into like a dream sequence like yeah. he goes you know uh, he goes up to the top of the lighthouse even though he couldn't because it's locked and he sees himself lying on the floor and then naked Willem Dafoe is dressed as as King Triton I guess and he's got him in the headlights the headlights that come from his eyes yeah I mean that's uh, what's the word um, a tableau yeah. sort of thing where it's like a a recreation of a painting or something like it's bizarre but it is really effective kind of lynchian in a way yeah. like I, I mean that one little two minute scene feels like a two minute setup feels like it's got so many who knows if Eggers was like this means this is a metaphor for how Thomas Wake is the uh, the lighthouse, or, or I don't know what metaphors are in that scene, but it feels so heavy with metaphor. Yeah, it's absolutely loaded with like visual meaning, and I'm sure, like, yeah, you see in our reviews, like we we don't have those film school credentials to <laughs> to get to to go through this, but yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of meaning and symbolism in here, like you know the fact that he's looking at a version of himself and the guilt that we know that he has about this other man that he's now revealed and then the eyes of like this fatherly figure um you know who invokes all these things of authority are like looking down at him shining a light on his on his shame on the yeah there's lots we we get it young young 
Freud, other names of people. We, we understand exactly yeah, what we, we're going for. Yeah. We understand it. Yeah, we, we, um, we, we, we get it. Um, so he shouldn't have felt as beings. But he did. But he did. Oh, and then the next day he tries to he tries to get off the island. He, like he's yeah. got the little boat. He's trying to get it out. It's got on the pedalo. He's trying to get it out. But the seas are super choppy. Swan boat. Yeah, and he's about to bring it out, but he doesn't even get a chance to have a go at it because Willem Dafoe comes out and then screams that you won't leave him and yeah. smashes the boat up with an axe. And this is before he does his gaslight and he chases him in. Yeah. And then moments that is like, oh, you know, you're losing it. Um, Tom Howard, you, you know, you're losing it already. Maybe you should give me that knife that you put away because you lost it a minute ago when you smashed up that boat and then chased me in here. Yeah. He says it's yeah, company so... property and then snaps it. <laughs> Take that out of your wages. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and like, and like, he's sort of a bit resigned to it here, but he's lost it a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, and then we proceed, I guess, to like the the gin. The gin has run out, and now yeah. they're they're having like extra spicy drinks that are made of turps and honey. Yeah. Um, and they are don't they um, get like next level wasted? Absolutely, and... they're sitting like at the bottom of the stair tower, aren't they? Just like yeah. bellowing and looking up at the sky. And like the next and... morning, the house is a complete wreck. Yeah, there's the storm has got in and it flooded and it's flooded it, but um so now you know Howard, the the lighthouse keeper formerly known as um as as Ephra Winslow. Yeah. Like he he goes up and he finds in the logbook that Willem Defoe's been slagging him off in his diary. Like, you know, dear diary, <laughs> dear, dear diary, Ephra's an absolute bitch. Um, I hate yeah. him and he shouldn't be paid and he's so he this is when he loses it and then um, Willem Dafoe gets gets up he comes down from tending the light for the day or being being hung over and this is when he loses his mind and says that he can't stand it with your shitty work and the condescending attitude and most of all most of all the fats hates him the fats He's like completely he losing his mind over them. Cannot deal with the farts that pushed him over the edge. Yeah. Like basically, if he'd had really poor working conditions, but the guy had had a good diet and not done loads of farts, he would have been fine. Yeah. So they get to a big scrap at this point, right? And then basically, oh yeah, so I remember now. So um, Winslow starts like pummeling him in the face. And then he starts having visions of uh, the mermaid. The other thing, yeah, having sex with the mermaid. Um, and then seeing, having, seeing Triton, uh, uh, Willem Dafoe as Triton with yeah. tentacles. Yeah. yeah, seeing him with tentacles and seeing the original um, Winslow as well, like looking up at him, he's just really punching on and he kind of whimpers that he's killing him yeah. and he stops and then <sighs> I mean it, up to a point you might uh, witness that it was six and one half a dozen of the other that they're they're both bad they're both winding each other up they're you know the two men at, at the edge but I feel like Winslow takes a turn here and he's like but like a dog and the defeated wake is like ruff, ruff, ruff. and the next thing you know 
He's got him out on a string for a walk. <laughs> Do I for a walk? I wonder how much he sold the thing after he'd done the barking. He was like, right. Yeah. Do you want to go for a walk? Right, get your lead. Pour. Have it on then. Off we go. Yeah, and then, and then play dead. He yeah, puts him in get, a hole. Starts burying him alive. Yeah, so this is another bit. So as Thingy is being buried alive, Willem Dafoe, he's like delivering another one of his amazing monologues. As his like mouth like filling up with dirt and I mean, yeah. is that real dirt? It looks very it real. Looks like real. Yeah, I think Willem Dafoe already committed to to go for that. He was like, "Yeah, go go ahead. You, uh, I'll, I'll deliver these lines. You chuck dirt on me as you see fit." Um, and so he does. He's going to, and yeah. this is where he's cursing him not to be burst by a triton, but for like a real Promethean death. Yeah, like a never-ending. Uh, so Prometheus, what is it? So it's the eagle that yeah, so out Prom- his liver every, every yeah, day. Yeah, Prometheus yeah. stole the fire from the gods and gave it to men. Yeah. So in, uh, the gods say that he'll basically get chained to a rock every day. Birds, I think an eagle comes and pecks his liver out and then every night he, it will grow back. Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he says you'll have a Promethean-style death or he wishes that, that kind of death on him. Um, but before he buries him completely, he remembers about the lighthouse and he takes the oh, key. I'll have a go on that light at last. Yeah. <laughs> takes the key, goes back inside the house for some reason. I can't remember why. And he's drinking turps and smoking cigarettes. Yeah, he has one last, he's like, yeah, one last sip of turps for the road before I hit the stairs. Yeah. And then gets wanged in the in the shoulder with, with an axe. Yeah, Willem Dafoe sneaks up and goes, surprise, motherfucker, and just <laughs> gets him. Stealth attack. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he doesn't seem that bothered. I mean, he takes the the axe and it's actually quite brutal. Like, he slams the axe into Willem like Dafoe's upper head. arm? Yeah, he, he gets it in the upper arm, but he disarms him, not, not himself. He, he basically whips the axe out and then Really, after all of everything that's gone on between them, quite unceremoniously kills Tom Wake. He literally just yeah. shoves him on the floor and axes him in the chest, maybe. I thought it was in the head, but maybe I don't know if it's in the chest. It's kind of on the floor, isn't it? So you can't Yeah, you can't quite you just see like a splish, a splish yeah. and a splash of gore. But, but definitely he's he's got him, he's done. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he heads up the top, unlike Willem Dafoe, who every time he went up through the light, he always closed and locked the trapdoor. And at first, you thought that was just being selfishness, keeping him out. But now, we learn that it's for an important health and safety reason because um, yeah, Howard goes up, he puts the light on, absolutely loses it. At first, he finds it quite soothing, but then he screams the scream of the movie in like reverse um polarization so he is like you know the, the whites and the blacks have been reversed yeah. in, the, in the in on the film and he's just screaming as loud as he can like straight down the barrel of the camera his teeth are like disappearing and like it's all going blurry and grainy the scream is distorted to the point where it's like shouting for an old telephone it, it's awesome like it i love this kind of like in terms of the av presentation of the the audiovisual experience is next level like it's so good yeah um, it's absolutely top draw stuff and then it cuts to him falling down the stairs because like he, didn't lock the, he didn't didn't lock, didn't lock, didn't lock the trap door yeah. and then he uh as a right old tumble down and um 
And obviously yeah. the problem with the uh, lighthouse is no landings. It's all spirals all the way down. So we just like, goes, like, like gambles all the way down. Falling down. Yeah. So um, then I think um, we cut to that kind of strange ending. Um, with so he's he's on the beach, his 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 eye's been pecked out, and the seagull, I think the one-eyed seagull is pecking his, his guts out. It's like pecking through his exposed yeah. intestines and he's naked. So, yeah, they've taken his clothes off as well, those seagulls. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to take him off to get yeah. to the guts, to get to the yeah. good stuff. So are we are we made to think that he's in some kind of limbo hell now? Like he is going to live like a Promethean uh, eternity being pecked to death by the souls of by the sailors so by yeah sailors, maybe he's yeah. in there but and another thing i noticed in this last scene as well is that he's on the the shore but you for the for a feature of the entire film you don't see the lighthouse as i remember in the last scene of the film yeah and he didn't have when he was in the with the fred Fresnel lens as he was like reaching into it he didn't have the cut on his shoulder like he Okay, I noticed that. I wasn't too sure if it was meant to be. Maybe it's just obscured, but I couldn't see any blood or or mark on his arm at all. So it's almost like he didn't happen that bit. Yeah. So that, I, I guess that is a that is a thing, and I, I wish I'd had the time to read it before we got together and record today. So I, I, I guess one of the arguments could be is did Tom wake truly exist or as he suggests himself in the film is he also imaginary is the lighthouse real is yeah. a lot of it to do with um is he just in some limbo hell of his own mind yeah of guilt or, or whatever yeah is it the guilt him? or like yeah or is that the state of him is that something he's done to himself yeah. after having imagined everything that's happened in the lighthouse has he just gone into the wilderness and drunk loads and yeah yeah, I, I things like the axe loved, injury didn't happen. I, I love that that kind of ending where it's uh, you aren't given all the answers, but you're given so much to try and piece together. Um, I don't think there has to be a right or wrong answer to this either. I think it could quite yeah. easily be that it was a spooky time and he's gone mad and that's what's happened. And now, yeah. you know, the state of him, he has ended up like injured and stripped off an actual seagulls pecking away at him. Um, yeah, yeah, or it could be, it could be yeah. all those other metaphorical bits. Yeah. Um, cool. And then there's a the Robert Eggers style credits that font that he uses and everything that looks really good, really old timey movie looking. Um, a little shanty to finish with. Yeah, I've got some name game for you if you. If oh, you... good. I've got a couple for you as well. Ready? Perfect. A little share, but yeah, you go. So this first one might be the obvious one. Got to get it out of the way. Two toilet cleaners try to maintain their sanity whilst living on a remote and mysterious toilet cubicle. Uh, is that the shite house? It is the shite house. Yeah. Um, let's let's um, you go for one. We'll, um, we'll see what. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II is finally convinced to bestow an honour upon the actor who played the the body of the original Darth Vader. The body of the... 
What? So the night. The, the, yeah. He was so a bit... it's, it's not the voice, but the, yeah, the physical not, actor. I don't know his name, uh, but it's not James L. Jones. No, it's uh, Night Prowse, <laughs> is, what, is what the Queen is encouraged to do. Okay. Uh, this one, two lemonade salesmen tried to maintain their sanity while shooting each other with hose pipes fixed directly to lemonade pumps. It's actually kind of lemon and limeade, I think. Uh, um, sprite, like the Sprite, uh, Sprite Douse. Sprite Douse, yeah. Sprite Douse. Um, looking for a different life, having killed his supervisor through negligence in his old job, um, Thomas Howard decides to open a restaurant in Liverpool, but unfortunately his um, meat-based stew that he makes there is um, really just run-of-the-mill, almost, you know, almost unremarkable, really. It's really kind of all been seen and done before. So something scales. Um I had to look at the definition of the word. It's a uh, trite scouse. Is what, what he's making. That's the name of his restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> um, very good. Last one for me. A superheroine. She becomes an incredible fighter whenever she wears a loose-fitting upper garment. Like um, cardigan, is it, I guess. Is this superhero Mike Blouse? <laughs> Close. Uh, it's because of an incredible fighter, kind of giving it away there. Oh, fight blouse. The fight blouse. Yeah. The fight blouse. Um, and the last one I have for you um, is that in even a stormy environment where water is very deep in a, a young boy's um, home, thanks to his special flood trousers, um, his ankles are soaking wet, but his, uh, but his, but his trousers are actually bone dry and everything is coming up for this young man. Something Millhouse dry. It's just Millhouse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's coming up Millhouse. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's it. Well done. Nice one. So we need to rate the film. Rate good or rate bad? Um, if you want me to go firstly, we gather your thoughts. I thought this was rate good, not a shite house at all. Yeah, um, not a sprite douse. Yeah, more of a sprite douse, which would be lovely and refreshing on a summer yeah. day. Yeah. Oh, sticky. Lovely. But nice. yeah. At the time, if you had, if you could go and rinse off afterwards. Um, yeah. Yeah. In the moment, perfect. Um, yeah, I think this is an inc- incredibly interesting film. I think it's one of those that. It's a shame that it disappeared from Netflix just as we were going to have the opportunity to watch it time and time again. I'm a little disappointed that I rented rather than bought it because I think this is one that's going to be worth um, revisiting over time because I think there's so much depth there to, to get from this movie and I have no doubt that in this watching to get to this there are moments that I've missed from it but there's you cannot fault some of the incredible performances, some of the depth. I can understand why when you're looking at it, the critic reviews outstrip the yeah. viewer reviews, because I think as a viewer, there is 
every chance you would bounce off this movie and it is to everything for yeah. for what your general public audience might might like and there's a lot in there that is suggested rather than told and you have the ambiguity of the ending and so on so totally get it not for everyone i am really keen to watch this again and i think it's an incredibly well made and acted piece of piece of cinema so i'm going to give this oh do I go A minus or do I go B plus because I'm trying to think of it in terms of public appeal? Um, oh. You know what? I'm going to go B. No, fuck it. I oh, enjoyed rough. it. A minus I'm going to go for. Great. Not for everyone, but I think you should recognise how ambitious and how well made this film is. So an A minus from me. Yeah. Um, you completely agree. I can understand why some people would not be into if you tell your dad hey dad do you want to pop to the cinema with me and there's three options one of the options is it's black and white i know it's not your favorite kind of movie dad um the ending is ambiguous um and it's um slightly arty and it's just uh, two guys basically arguing for a while um when i see it my, my dad would be like that doesn't sound like my kind of thing However, if Where's it was, James Bond, I need to say. Yeah. However, if I told him about the Northman and said, yeah, it's kind of like a brutal revenge story about a Viking, um, he would go to see that. And they're both kind of similar in, in some ways. They both have okay. a certain... Um, I mean, Robert Eggers, I don't know how he gets the actors to do the things that he does. In all of, the, all of his films, all three of them, for me, have uh, th- he is such an amazing filmmaker like, it's so precise everything that he did is so um, no half measures at all in anything that he does this is my favourite of the three that I've seen and they're all amazing I think I gave The Witch an A- minus. Um, I think I'm going to give this one an A- minus as well but it's I don't know it's pretty much an A I'm yeah. going to give this one an A yeah do it it's it's also I know I, again I can understand why people wouldn't like it, but for me it, yeah, I don't know it ticks all the, all the things that I like. I, I, I want to watch YouTube videos about like explanations that what what is going on at the end, and it's it's got the gruesome bits as well. Like it's got the it's got the bits of horror that I need. I want it would have been cool to maybe go all the way horror at the end, but I don't know if it needed to. I can see why they made the choices that they did i think if you are and it's a very different film the the comparisons will end with the very swift one i'm going to make but look at what happens when you do lean into a supernatural ending 21 cloverfield lane great movie yeah in many ways actually maybe i will draw more comparisons the tension and the per- the interpersonal relationships you get in the bunker itself are, are one thing but then that went in the direction that this film didn't you could have had an ambiguous ending you could have had something that was a little more abstracted and uncertain whereas that whereas 21 cloverfield lane spoilers for that now quite old movie um you know it is big aliens and she fights them and that's what happened it's awesome as well um, yeah both, both, episode of that, have we not yeah. done that um yeah. but yeah the um yeah this this goes in a different direction and i think you you would see both criticised for the opposite reasons. One, because, oh, you just 
did the route one explanation and the other one oh you didn't really you know explicitly explain but i'm like you i i think it's a sign of a good movie and it's a sign that i enjoyed it because i care enough to go and seek out essays and opinions on that and i'm probably going to do it having talked about it it's quite late today but um maybe tomorrow cup of tea sit and read a little bit more about what the ending meant and what people have interpreted it as yeah uh, even even the Wikipedia page is, is full of little insights. Like, you know, that bit we mentioned, the tableau bit with the lighthouse mm-hmm. house? There's a painting that's very similar of a guy grabbing a guy by his shoulder and like beaming in into his, beaming lights into his eyes. So, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's awesome. Um, I wonder what he's going to do next, Robert Egg. Oh, Nosferatu. Yeah. Yeah. That almost feels like it'd be a bit too safe like i'd prefer him to do more of his own his own stuff rather than ip it'd be interesting it would depend how closely does it because like from a visual style if he was doing a if robert eggers was going to do a a Zack snyder on this one and look like do a frame for frame lift and like capture the visual moments but do you know just try to retell the original story of nosferatu it'd be one thing. And you watch films like this and The Witch and you can see that he clearly has the visual eye to do that. Yeah. But I think with the choices he makes and the work he gets out of the actors as well, it would be a waste not to give it the, you know, that focus and that that freedom to do something a little different. And I guess with a film like Nosferatu, which is how old? Over 100 right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now that's a hundred years old. Hopefully, the original fans that it was their childhood aren't alive to say they've ru- that he's ruined it. Oh, you've ruined it! I remember seeing this at the cinema. No, you didn't. You're dead. You're definitely dead if you remember seeing this at the cinema. Yeah, you just got to wait a hundred years before you can make remake a film these days. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's that. I don't know if we've decided what we're doing next week just yet. We've got because we're starting a new month next week so we've got some things we talked about on the agenda i I can throw out a couple of things on the maybe pile and then if there's any of these that particularly resonate with anyone let us know and there's more chance that they'll stick but yeah we have firestarter that's coming out in cinemas next month so we're talking about perhaps doing that in combination with the original little stephen king adaptation yeah um and then we've thrown out another couple of examples Ben, when he was telling us he couldn't make it uh, to record this week, said he had got a little bit of a hankering to watch an AVP movie. I think we talked about maybe something with space aliens in it as uh, a hype builds for Nope. So maybe something like a fire in the sky, perhaps. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned the Wishmaster just for shits and giggles. Anything that you might want to see next next month, Luke? Uh, the Wishmaster actually oh you know we should in that mirror mirror film which might be awful i don't know it might be great it might be awful from like the um you don't have the uh um my brain's gone now what's the the woman from strange things called again oh millie bobby brown no the uh the mum oh winona rider it had like a young winona rider type of person in it you know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Okay. 
We'll look that up along with Hunter Hunter. Is it Hunter films Hunter that have got... Something. This, is, this one's called Mirror Mirror, Mirror Something. Mirror. Yeah. Mirror Mirror Something Something or Hunter Hunter Something Something. So we'll find out what those films are called and then maybe throw <laughs> them in the pile as well. And we'll we'll watch... It's a four-week, four-Wednesday month next month. So we'll watch four of those things next time. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. So thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode you want to support the show and if you want to get some bonus content i think ben and andy are going to be doing a resident evil movie uh tier list best of, i don't yeah. call those things anymore get a little get a cheeky little ranking out ranking but, yeah episode. yeah we're doing that this week so you can get that by going to patreon.com forward slash horror hangouts uh thanks to our current patrons lane spencer john crennan ben scaife stephen christopher Toby Miller, Laura Kendrick, Scott Rigby, Ollie Child, Julia Bilgren, Leslie Carlo, and Pazuzu. And Thank of course, you guys. yeah, thanks very much for supporting the show. That's that's amazing. Um, and of course, thanks to Kovach Kalman for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. And uh, thanks to listening. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe. And yeah, and thanks to my co host Andy for being a right horror dude. Thank you for joining me once again, Luke. And uh, Ben, we'll see you next time, wherever you are. Cool. Lovely. All right. Bye for now, everybody. Bye. 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.